Welcome everybody to another edition of More Than a White Man's Game, a baseball podcast on the House of L Network. I am, as always, your host, Maddie Lee, and this is a very timely episode this week, both timely and evergreen at the same time. Really excited for you guys to hear this one because about a week ago, a week and a couple days ago, the Blue Jays finally returned to Canada, had their, you know, real home opener after playing in the United States for, you know, last season and the beginning of this because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And I started talking about this with... Ali Khan Ravjiani, who is the Blue Jays social community manager, he and I actually go back to, we were interns for MLB.com, the same class. So for anyone who hasn't heard me talk about this before, MLB.com used to do a full class of interns for each team. And he was covering the Blue Jays as an intern at the same time as I was covering the Mariners as an intern in 2016, I believe. And so we got to know each other on Twitter (laughs) through that, and then finally met in person for the first time at All-Star. Now, three weeks ago, something like that, the season is really starting to fly by now that we're in the second half, but finally met in person, started talking about his experience and man, what a wild couple seasons they've had. And so I thought it would be fun to have him on this podcast to talk a little more about that and dive into it and some really cool behind the scenes stuff about his personal experience and the experience of the team. And it was fascinating for me to get to talk with him about that, pick his brain about the whole past season and a half. And I'm really excited that all of you guys now get to hear it. He took time after their double header on Saturday. So if there are references to today that's that's when it is after a saturday doubleheader and a week after they finally returned to canada so without further ado i'll bring in ak all right so ak thank you so much for joining me i'm so excited to talk all things canada and covid and blue jays here quite the last couple of years that you guys have had. I'm super excited uh, to be on with you. And uh, yeah, there's, it's been uh, nothing but a roller coaster the last couple of years, but uh, very, very, very excited uh, to be back home and uh, be back uh, in Canada. There's, there's no place like it. I'm extremely biased, but uh, best country in the world, best city uh, in the world. And uh, just excited to be, to be on here with you and excited to be back home too. I'm loving the patriotism, like, right up. <laughs> like, I mean, we're in, we have the Olympics going on. Like, it's perfect for the timing. Um, I definitely want to get more from you on that first weekend 
back, but I feel like in order to like completely get how big of a deal this is, we have to start at the beginning. So let me take you back to 2020, where obviously all of us in the world, and specifically in baseball, there was a ton of uncertainty uncertainty about when we were going to start. <laughs> there was a lot of negotiation going on. I know I was all wrapped up in just that. You guys had the extra layer of finding out where you were going to play. What was that whole experience like leading up to, I guess, summer camp and then opening day? You know, it was extremely intriguing. Uh, I think when the league kind of shut down there for a little bit, it was, I think kind of everyone's thought was like, okay, it'll be a couple weeks, you know, at most a month before things will get back up and running. But as we know, that really, that really wasn't the case. And, you know, there, it was an excitement of when the government granted us the chance to, to play our summer camp um, in Canada and maybe a little optimism there too, that hopefully we get to spend um, our 2020 season there. And obviously the world was just, it was just going through a time that none of us had ever seen before. So there was always that question of, okay, like, will we get to play here? What if we don't get to play here? What will that look like? You know, there were, there were players that were like, will there be a season? You know, will the season get stopped similar to the way spring training got stopped? And then there's a layer of it with staff too, right? Like with staff prepping for what would it look like to play in Toronto versus what would it look like to play somewhere else? And ultimately like what it took us on um, when we found out the news that we'd have to play our 2020 season in Buffalo was a lot of questions, but then, uh, then again, like an opportunity, you know, like an opportunity to do something cool, to do something special, to do something that no other team um, had to face, you know, in any league really in 2020. And that was kind of the takeaway that I look at. And, and I knew that immediately from that first day of us, being told that we were going to play in Buffalo, I knew that, okay, whenever that first day back in Toronto will be, it's going to be that much sweeter just because of everything that everyone will have to deal with from an adversity standpoint. Um, and to everyone's credit, nobody complained. There were no excuses. Um, there was nothing like that uh, that came from anyone. It was really, okay, how can we make this glass half full? How can we make this an opportunity for our people um, to really come together and do something special that had never been seen before. Um, and honestly, 2020 was an incredibly special year because it also broke the Blue Jays playoff drought. So to be part of all of that, um, to do it somewhere else was different, but nonetheless uh, an experience that all of us are going to remember forever. Yeah, to do that under those circumstances is just such an incredible like feel-good story in such a tough year just logistically, like how much time did you have between finding out that you had to go to Buffalo and getting out there? Like how, how much did you pack? Like what, what are the steps to actually move a full team uh, to a different country to start a season? Yeah, no, honestly, it really takes a whole organization uh, to make that happen. So the turnaround time, it, it wasn't a lot. And we knew that we had to make this facility, uh, you know, major league, uh, a major league field, really. Like, it's, a, it's our AAA facility. It's a wonderful facility um, in that sense. But we knew, okay, there, there do need to be modifications uh, to make it uh, up to major league standards. And our whole organization did such a fantastic job um, from our operations team to our marketing team, player relations, everyone really to make sure that 
not only was the stadium good to go, but then the players and their families uh, were also taken care of as well on that side as well, which people don't think about all the time, you know? So, and to make sure that the staff could get across there uh, to do their job as well. So in terms of myself, like, you know, my role really shifted uh, primarily uh, my first few years with the Blue Jays. It was really, um, you know, a lot of on the computer tweeting games, um, you know, really interacting with fans, which is still part of my job. But um, I pretty much got told like, hey, um, there's an opportunity here to, to cover the team. And we know that we're going to be away from our fans. And it's really important for them to still stay connected to the Blue Jays brand. So would you be interested in kind of going with the team, following them, capturing? content and sharing that content and um, I'll never forget because I had no idea what I would be would be in for um, I had no idea like what would that season be like you know um, and I packed and, and <laughs> it was really a quick turnaround I kind of got told the day before like hey this is an opportunity and I'm like oh we're leaving in, in 16 hours or whatever it is so uh, you know I, I told my girlfriend like hey like uh, we'll stay in touch like we'll well, we'll still obviously talk a ton. And she was like, what? Like, you're going where? And I'm like, yeah, I'm heading on the road. Um, and I just remember, um, I just, yeah, like, I just, I, I, like, I keep my, some of us, so I have my condo in Toronto and I have um, my parents' place, which is about 20 minutes away in, in nearby Mississauga. And so a lot of my stuff during the pandemic was there. So I didn't even have, like, all of my stuff in Toronto. So I, I went to Jay shop, you know, the Blue Jays were nice enough to, to get me some gear. Um, and I just, I had a suitcase full of like Blue Jay stuff um, that I was taking with me on the road. And there I was 16 hours later, not knowing what the next two months of my life were going to be like in this compressed uh, 2020 season. And it turned out to be one of the like just coolest experiences, but it was really, I remember how quick of a turnaround it was. Um, it was less than a day uh, to make that happen. I love the idea of your entire, you just basically taking the team shop with you. Shout out to Jay shop. The staff there really helped, uh, really helped. I could, I could literally have not gotten through the 2020 season or whatever. So yeah. How, how was Buffalo? You were staying in a hotel the whole time? What? Yeah, I was staying in a hotel nearby and you know what, honestly, like they did a, like the team did a really good job of making Buffalo feel like home you know like obviously it was different because in 2020 specifically there were no fans so the adjustment was more like okay like every game in a way sort of felt like a scrimmage of some sort at the start you know all teams were putting in crowd noise so that was new you're trying to replicate a major league atmosphere everywhere we go but to the credit of our team like we have a ton of young players and they did, they did such a good job of adjusting to that and really almost feeling like, okay, like we have something to prove out there, uh, not only as a team that's kind of playing away from home, but also a young team that's looking to grow and kind of take a next step and make their mark. Um, even our major league staff, such a great staff, such positive energy, energy always radiating out of them, which helps, you know, when you're in a situation like that, uh, you need that positivity. And myself too, I see myself as a very upbeat, positive person, always glass half full, no matter what. And I think it was just the, the perfect fit, the perfect storm for those couple months. Um, and really the adjustment to Buffalo, like I, after these last two years now, I think I would probably consider myself um, <laughs> an honorary Buffalo resident uh, for the rest of my life. And uh, I even got a Josh Allen jersey. So there we go. I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the Bills love uh, for the rest of my life too. They're my adopted NFL team now. Well, you needed to 
you know, bring in a little more diversity to your <laughs> clothing options there. Yeah, I got my uh, I got my nineteen Blue Jay shirts, and then I've got my Josh Allen jersey on the side as well for the for the laundry days, you know. <laughs> um, anything that surprised you about hotel life, or that you weren't anticipating before you were in it? Um, you know what? Not not as much. I would say like the funniest part is like just the little jokes. You know, the little jokes we made to each other, like. Um, if someone's on the the seventh floor, you know, you 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 try and keep it loose with their friends, so they'll be like, you know, uh, well, take the stairs, you know, like the little things like that about hotel life. We're like, oh, there's hotel jokes, like those are real things, like um, that people make, you know. So that kind of stuff was stuff that I got used to. I, I think I think because we were all kind of in the hotel together too, um, that helps things a little bit. Like um, all all staying in the same hotel, like being in a similar vicinity, like that that kind of helps with the togetherness aspect of it of like, you're not kind of alone um, in that same manner, you know, like, I think that was the biggest thing, obviously being away from home always faces challenges. Everyone misses and loves their family immensely and I'm no different. So it was more so determining, okay, like how can I set my priorities kind of straight so that every day is not just work all the time. So for me, like I, I keep this really cool thing, what my mom used to do with her, with uh, my grandmother is they always used to talk 11 p.m every day like they used to have a phone call it was like one of the sweetest things ever you know sometimes I was like I I remember being a kid and I'm like mom why do you do this like every day and obviously as I get older I realize the importance so that was a tradition that I actually took with me and I'm like listen win lose or tie no matter what um an hour after the game like that's my time like with my family I'm gonna call them I'm gonna talk to them I'm gonna ask them how their day is um and we're gonna converse and um, they're not big baseball people. So that too was like a oh, kind of a way to get away from the game, you know, in, in a sense and, and kind of help keep the sanity, but also like help put life into perspective that this year as a whole, 2020 as a whole was so much bigger than sports, you know, so probably a much deeper answer than we're looking for. You know, like it's just life's all about perspective. Like we could, anyone could look at this and be like, oh my gosh, like can't believe like, they had to play in Buffalo from the outsider perspective. But for us, it was like, okay, like this was cool. You know, we had the opportunity to do something special. And for me on a personal level, it was okay. Like we, I have the opportunity to do this amazing thing, but then there's also like other things in my life that help me balance and kind of keep, keep what the year is in perspective so that I'm not losing sight of like those things as well. Yeah. That feels like a very important piece of it because you're almost like, in a college dorm setting, right? And and to have right the resources that a baseball team does with the with the testing and you know and all those COVID-19 protocols in place. Almost like being in your own like NBA bubble, right? It was very much a bubble setting. And like I will say this, like the team did an awesome job of making sure like we got our meals, you know, that they changed it up so it wasn't the same kind of thing every day like they did a great job of setting up testing everywhere um so that we knew like okay what's the schedule of testing look like when do we need to get tested like a plus on all of those protocols and it, it was it was interesting because i compared it to the nba bubble and we saw like players um that had varying kind of opinions on how the bubble went like for us honestly it was so well done that like that wasn't even thought about you know what was thought about was like okay like we had the real fortunate benefit of things being set up the way it were that we could focus on, okay, this is the job at hand every day. 
we don't really have to worry about everything else because the staff did such a good job of taking care of, care of us that way, you know? So those are the things that I look back on and I'm like, these things could have gone very differently, but they went kind of seamless. And like for that, like really appreciative because it, it gave me a chance to still focus on everything that was still important, including my family, including like the biggest thing with hotel life was like, oh my gosh, like, do I have a coin? Cause I need to do this laundry. Like I haven't laundried my 19 Blue Jay shirts in like seven days or whatever. And like, I'm running through the Buffalo heat. So I'm using two, maybe three shirts a day sometimes. And I'm like, listen, I need to make sure my shirts are washed because we're heading on a 10 game road trip coming up. And like, you know, I don't want to do it in another hotel. I want to do it with the hotel washing machine that I'm already comfortable with, you know? So those are like the adjustment uh, type of things. Like never thought like it was small things like, Oh my gosh, like my hair grows extremely long. So like I was legit. Yeah. This is extremely long right now too. So I think I shaved my head three times during the season, like myself. And it was definitely not, it was not cool. Um, in terms of like the way that I'm used to my hair looking and the way that my hair looked during that time. Those are the things that honestly surprised me. It was like really random, small things. Like I would run out of shampoo. Like, like it's like the smallest things like that you think of things that like are so normal, but you, you kind of take for granted when you're like living at home and it's like my barber shop's open. I can go to my barber. It's like, no, I can't go to my barber. I'm using my peanut to cut my hair here. Like that's the number one all the way. And then it just comes out looking awful. And you're like, oh, what have I done to my head? Cutting hair is so much harder than I thought it would be. I like try and at least with like my hair, I just let it out because I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to get it cut. This is just easy finally like months into it convinced my boyfriend to let me cut his hair oh my gosh and i'm not sure like okay okay what did it were you were you happy with it were was it would you do it would you let him do it again well so i i was pleasantly surprised i went i i sold myself way too high though i was like oh yeah i'd be great like i've been watching all these youtube videos like i got this and he was like, no, absolutely not, no. And then one night, he just reached his breaking point on his hair. And he was like, all right, handed me the razor. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't think this would actually happen. But oh, my gosh. Like, with kitchen scissors on the sides and buzzing the back, it actually turned out much better than I thought it would then he let me cut it a second time and that went way worse than the first time oh my gosh that's what happens you got to leave it on a like when it happens the first time and you and you do it well you got to leave it as like you know that that's your that's your rep that's your reputation on the line there you know as a stylist you know for me my girlfriend did it once when I came back after the season and let me tell you and I'm sorry if she hears this I love her immensely but she will not be cutting my hair again that's not just not going so, I, I feel you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand. And even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current.
<laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like it's it's tough. It looks and sounds easy. Real real rough. Um, <laughs> one thing that I heard from some of the reporters that I know who were in the NBA bubble is that it was almost hard. Like they got anxious coming back into real life when you don't have you know so many protocols in place when you don't have testing regular testing. Did you feel that? You know what? It's interesting because <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but I always I always joke with people that um, I'm kind of an intro. I'm an introverted extrovert, so um, I very much like I enjoy the company of people. I enjoy talking to people, but I also enjoy like my time alone sometimes. So I was like, you know what? When the pen, I told them my friends as a joke, like when the pandemic's over, you can still stay six feet away from me. Like, don't worry. Like you know, you don't no hugs, none of that stuff. Um, but no, honestly, like, I think that it, it had to have been an adjustment. Like, you're coming from a place where you're getting tested every, every day, you know, really. Um, you're living an extremely cautious life um, on the daily. And then you're kind of reintegrating back into society a little bit. Now, Canada's a little bit different than it's been, it's been, it was still kind of in that lockdown phase. It wasn't like some of the open states of Texas or Florida, um, places like that, for example. So I think that transition was made a little bit easier. Um, on that end, but still, still face the same problem. My barbershop was not, I could not go to a barbershop in the US. I could not go to a barbershop in Toronto. So for me, I was like, I'm still kind of, in a way, I'm like, I've trained for this. Like, it's like a year of marathoner, you know, I've trained for this my whole life. Like, I've trained for this the past like two months. I already knew what I was coming back to. You know, like my pool, like in my condo in Toronto, like my pool wasn't open, my gym wasn't open. So, like, in that sense, like, it was still kind of um, a continuation. Um, of kind of what we had been practicing. But then again, like you're not getting tested anymore. So you're even more careful. You know, like if I wanted to see my parents, I'm like, okay, you really have to be responsible as to like where, where you go out. Um, you know, where where do you want, what positions do you want to put yourself in for the safety of others? You know, so all that stuff kind of take it into granted. Um, we're kind of taken for granted, I think, um, by certain people in different states. But for me, like that was always like a very important thing as someone who has older parents. I was like, all right, I still want to see them. So like, how can I be responsible and make sure that they're okay um, and not kind of jeopardize anything um, by doing anything silly? So I would say that. And again, like, it was cool. Like, I, I, I would say like the biggest takeaway that I, take, that I take from 2020 was like, this is so unique. Like, this is so interesting. And it had such a like Cinderella type almost feel to it. I honestly thought we were going to win the World Series. Like, I'm just like, there's, there's just no way. You know, we're on the road all year. Um, young team, maybe not expected to be, you know, as good as they were that season, but then had an incredible year um, and just a great group of guys on top of that. So, like, if you're going to spend a pandemic almost in a bubble, like, that was the kind of group that I was like, all right, this is so cool. That would have been such a good story. Um, well, then you find out, all right, we're going to start 2020 
we're gonna stay in Florida for a while. You eventually go back to Buffalo. What was your what was your reaction to that after like, yeah, cool, you had this awesome experience for a couple months and then still happening? It almost felt like like, all right, this is the next chapter in the story, you know? And I see like I I don't know if it was as much as a surprise, like the Raptors ended up playing in Tampa as well um that year so it was like okay like if it's happening then toronto fc um this, the local uh, mls team here ended up playing in florida too so it was like okay like there's a, definitely a chance of this happening and like what was cool is that our our player development complex like down in dunedin um florida like it's it's completely been renovated there's a lot of like um it's completely been renovated. it's like brand new so it was it's like a state-of-the-art facility you know and in a way like that's awesome um that kind of we're in florida at the same time it's it's again it's not home so it's like calling my girlfriend again being like hey like i'm gonna be in florida for a while and she's like oh okay this is interesting like but i told her we've trained for this we've trained for this we trained for this last year you know so um in that element like obviously there there again comes an adjustment period to it um florida was a unique experience in and of itself and then buffalo the second time with fans was a very you know because that's something that we hadn't had um in 2020 and again the team modified the facilities they did an amazing job you know making both of them major league uh, equivalents you know and it was it was cool in a way to be like all right like we're the first team in major league history to have three home openers like how many times can you say that you know i think and today uh, as we're recording this mark kasemian hit a walk-off home run earlier uh, today in game one of our doubleheader first team to have walk-offs in three different like you know what i mean like so but to me, it's like, oh, like, this is part of the story. Like, this is part of the chapter. This is part of the awesome stories that will just tell. Like, I'm going to sit with my grandkids one day and definitely going to be old man yelling at Cloud, telling them about, like, the various different experiences that we had. They're going to be like, yes, yes, Grandpa. We heard about the Dunedin in Buffalo, Toronto story yesterday. You know, but I'm going to, like, to me, it's such an exciting time. And it was such, like, a, it was almost surreal to be like, hey, we made it. And, that, and that's, again, like, that's what made the return, that date that was kind of in the works. Like, all right, like, whenever that date comes, whenever we're back in Toronto, it's going to make the story that much more special because of the incredible 2020 we had, because of all the blood, sweat, and tears that everyone put into making both of those, of both Florida and Buffalo feel like home. And then ultimately returning home to a city that we all love, like, um, and the, that we all care about in Toronto. So all of that stuff, extremely, extremely cool. Um, shout out to my, I'm always going to feel like there's an ice cream shop that I love in Florida. Um, and I got to spend, got, got to be a little bit more acquainted with uh, throughout this time that I'm never going to forget. And uh, shout out to my wings places in Buffalo, because like I said, I, anyone comes to me for Buffalo travel advice, Maddie, if you travel to Buffalo, they need local Buffalo spots. I got you at least 50 spots. I got you. I'll, I'll put it on my to-do list <laughs> to be in Buffalo and then, and then I'll hit you up. I just think we, every, I feel like, you know, even covering Cubs, we went through the whole, like, oh my gosh, we have fans back. And then, oh my gosh, we're at 60%. But it feels like such a different thing to have been playing at other places that had, remind me where you guys Weren't you there for like Texas's home opener? Yeah, we were in Texas for for their home opener. We were also at Yankee Stadium for their home opener. So it was wild. Like you see Texas, like 
that was kind of the full, that was kind of the, the little bit of a shock because they had the full stadium, right. For their, for their opener there. So that's like kind of where the like, Oh my gosh, like, okay. Like society's in a way reintegrating here, you know? So, and it was so, I remember I was like, wow, there's 40,000 people here. Like, I don't think I've seen 40,000 people at a sporting event, you know, in years, you know, it was literally years since that happened. So I think like just going through that, like, it was like, okay, this is unique. But then it also on the flip side of it gave me optimism. Like, okay, like there, there is something in this where like, we're going to return home and the Rogers center is going to be absolutely rocking with people too, you know? So that's kind of the way I, I looked at it. It was Texas was so unique. And you know, one of the other things, Maddie, that I didn't talk about, but like that you actually see is like, you meet a lot of cool people in, in different places too. You know, like just obviously with the protocols in 2020, that was a little bit different. It wasn't as much, but in 2021, like, you know, I've, I've gotten to interact a little bit more with like, all right, like here's a couple people um, that I know, social people that I legit, social media people are, you know, writers like yourself who I cross paths with, cross paths with so many years down the line to actually meet you in person. It's like, oh my gosh. She exists. She's not a fit. She's not a figment of the internet imagination. You know, just a bot out here. <laughs> yeah, not just one of those people that randomly comments. Uh, Maddie O nine four five seven three. Out there on the internet. <laughs> that giveaway. Oh my god! You mentioned finally being back at the Rogers Center. What was that like? What was what was that first game? Or I guess we can start with getting the news that you were going to be back there and then actually finally having that experience. Oh my gosh. I think like the day that we found out was so cool, you know, being in Buffalo and like finding kind of finding that out, like just, it was amazing. You know, like so you, you just get an outpouring of emotion that like, Hey, you know, we've been on this journey together for as long as we've been on it. And now we get to go back, you know, it was almost a rejuvenation of sorts that you know our manager really charlie charlie montoyo said it best is like it's almost like you're adding a piece at the trade deadline you know you're adding your fan base you're getting kind of revitalized um a good baseball team now gets an extra lift from so many people not just the city but a whole country that cares about that cares about this team so that was you know really special and i think all of us kind of took that to heart um not gonna lie, I might have shed a couple of tears, you know, and I don't love admitting that on the podcast, but might have shed a couple of tears here when we found out that news. So um, you know, it was a very, very special day. And then really it was our amazing team here, um, our staff here that were preparing it to make sure that that day was perfect. You know, all the people, I can't say enough about everyone behind the scenes that made this return as special as it was, you know. Um Gosh, I, I can't, I, do, I just don't have the ability to list the 100 people here, but like definitely our marketing team, communication team, everyone, our building ops, you know, our grounds crew, like everyone that made this thing so special. And I remember that that kind of last day, one of the things that I'd been tasked with in Boston was kind of on the, the last day, like getting player reactions. And it was so organic, so natural because our players were just so excited and so happy to be back in Toronto. I think Maddie, anyone that's been to Toronto will tell you, like, there is such a uniqueness about the city, the diversity, you know, the different cultures. Um, just, it's really a melting pot, the pluralism, you know, all of that is really on display in Toronto. And 
for a team like ours that has so many players from so many different countries, um, you know, that was such a special part of it, the equation as well. And I remember getting in there, we flew from Boston, getting in here at 5 a.m. that morning. The players, you know, they wanted to come to the ballpark. They came to the ballpark to see the ballpark. Like, we had a game that night. It's not even like there was an off day. And you could see just the gushing on their face, you know, them looking at their locker for the first time, looking at the field for the first time, seeing and greeting staff that they hadn't seen, for some of them ever, you know, for the first time, and, and meeting them. And those are kind of the moments that you take away from all of that. Um, and then the ceremony, there was a beautiful ceremony on the field that night, you know, that really brought out the players and, and amazing tribute videos that were shown, you know, to, to remind, um, you know, to remind our players, you know, that this, this team has a special connection to the country. And, you know, all of that combined with honoring our, our healthcare workers, of course, who have worked tirelessly through the pandemic here in Canada as well. Like it just made for a very, very emotional night, I think, uh, for everyone and then the getting the win that night just topped it all off it was it was honestly like i i will again like definitely be telling that story for years to come like any any time that i go to like a family gathering or anything like that i'm gonna be sure you know for me i also had my family in attendance at a game for the first time um in forever like i hadn't before I left, like I had never picked up a camera until I went um, in the 2020 season and I had learned that skill and I developed kind of photography, videography, and they got to shoot, see me shoot a game for the first time in my life. So all of that, like just, I think the specialness, having our social media team all in attendance here, like actually getting to spend a full day with them, like just, it was uncomparable to see all the things that went into that day. And then just how special that return was because we had been building towards it for so long um but yeah oh my gosh it's we're still on that first homestand right now so I, I it still feels like it's not real yet like it hasn't hit me yet but i'm sure tomorrow kind of as we fly to the west coast I'll, I'll reflect on it more and even be like wow like what a special 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 night that was i'm sure what other moments from the homestand are going to make it when you're uh, retelling like, this your grandkids Oh my gosh. Um, definitely, um, definitely, definitely the first homers that we had here, the first Vladdy homer that he hit here in Toronto. You know, really, he left the city as a rookie and he came back as a superstar um, in the majors. So to have that first moment, he threw his bat, you know, celebrated excitingly. The building was chanting MVP, MVP, um, the Let's Go Blue Jays chants. You know, it's 15,000 capacity right now, but honestly, it feels like 50. Like the amount of the amount of people doesn't make the passion for this team. You know, the fifteen thousand can sound like fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, whatever. When there's so much energy inside here, and um, I think those the first walk off homer today by Semyon is one where I, you know, like I was here as a writer, Maddie, when we were on our MLB.com yeah. um, internships in 2016. I was here when Edwin Encarnacion hit a hit a walk off in the in the wild card game, and I could tell you that honestly, it felt just as loud. Um, that first night back and throughout this homestand. And I think that's just a culmination of fans understanding what this team means to them and wanting to rally a team that's in the thick of a playoff race as well. So I think those are the moments that I'll, I'll remember most. I'll, I'll never forget watching our manager's reaction to the tribute video. You know, he was in, he was quite emotional about it too. Our players looking up, getting emotional and being like, wow, you know, this is what this fan base is about. This is what Canada um, is about. Hyunjin Ryu, George Springer, um, who hadn't played in Toronto as Blue Jays 
got their first taste of that um, during this homestand as well. And then just the staff. We have guys on our medical team that are local Toronto people um, that had not gotten a chance to work at home. You know, we had a ton of Canadians on our staff that we take pride in having on our staff that just were able to be back home. And for everyone, obviously, reuniting with their family, there's nothing more special than that. So I think just those are the moments. More than the games and the wins and losses, I think it's those kind of family bonds and family moments that we'll remember the most on this ride. And hopefully I want to say it's the start of something special, but uh, I think something special has been going on for a couple of years. So hopefully it's the next chapter in something special. Well put, well put on, on that, you know, personal family level, you mentioned your parents being there and, and getting to watch you work. What were those conversations with them afterwards? And what was, Oh my gosh. You know what? I think it was a happiness and a joy. Like there's nothing like when your parents are proud of you uh, of something that you've accomplished, you know, like my parents, they, they, they're immigrants to Canada. So for them, like everything came the hard way, everything came uh, with hard work, like dedication, you know, love. Um, there was a lot of love in my household um, while I was growing up, never felt like um, it never, it just, it always felt like we were supported, you know? So obviously as someone who is South Asian, just, this is a non-traditional kind of field naturally and without their support, like I just would not be able to be here and pursue this, you know? So to see them there, to see that, that trust that they had in me kind of paid off. And I could tell they, they didn't care win or lose. Like they didn't care about the game as much, but like for them, like my, my family group chat is just literally pictures of me holding my camera. And I'm like, this is so embarrassing, mom. Like, why are we still doing this? I'm 29 years old, you know? But just those like moments, like that's so special. And like my brother, who I share a passion of baseball with, but so many other things too, you know, to have him here um, with me, like those things are unmatched. Like I, I can't, I wouldn't, I, in a year from now, I won't be able to tell you the final score uh, um, or anything like that, but I'll be able to tell you about those moments and just having them there. You know, my cousin was here as well. He's a sports anchor um, in Toronto and just having him there, having him support me. Um, tell me how proud he is of me. Like those are things as well that that, that kind of we remember um, the most. And then yeah, it was definitely uh, during the mid-ending break. I, I caught them. Um, I caught my parents texting. So I just I took a picture of them, and now it's definitely going to hang on the family wall at home as well. You got them back. <laughs> oh, I got them. I told them taking pictures. <laughs> no, and they're like unflattering. Like I'm sitting there, like I'm mid-work. No one looks good when they're working. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just not like that. So it's not like I'm posing, like I'm sitting there working. And then they're like, like my mom's like, you know, like, oh, just tilt your hat a little bit this way. Or like, you know, your shoelace is untied. I'm like, are you kidding me, mom? Like, <laughs> we're not doing this right now. You know, we're in the seventh inning of a tie game. Like, <laughs> not really focused on the picture. No. That you're the stand. <laughs> no, no. Thank God I'm behind the camera. Because apparently I would have messed it up big time if I was in front of it. So. <laughs> I, I know how you feel. <laughs> oh well that sounds I mean that sounds incredible it I'm so glad that we were able to find the time to go over all this because we got to talk a little bit about it at all-star but man hearing the details I like I have chills yeah you know what like it's it's amazing like I, I have the chance to reflect on it now like I'm sure I'll reflect on it a lot more when the season is done and when everything kind of decompresses in that time, but to let, to live it right now, like, I think it's, 
it's so cool to take people through it and just the intrigue of everyone that asks about it like the Cespedes barbecue guys um at all-star weekend i'm like we need to know what is all this like you know and i'm like well you know it's it's just it's amazing it's interesting it's intriguing like the amount of words to use to describe it it's so many emotions really wrapped into into one experience and really each each chapter kind of builds off each other and i'm just looking forward to what you know what september and hopefully october looks like because it would be cool that to have a storybook ending to all of this you know like i'm like i said i'm always the glass half full guy so i'm always looking at that and and, and looking for that perfect ending and and so far like of course there are ups and downs in, in every story but this is going to be one of those experiences that uh, that i remember for the rest of my life for sure they've got to do a movie about this at some point right like this feels like telling you. like moneyball academy award i'm telling you this is the one as long as i'm not in front of the camera i'm fine with whatever happens and as long as I, they don't do not if if they as long as they do not have to talk about what my bald head looked like uh, when i shaved it those are two those are two caveats that for sure cannot cannot happen if there is a movie about this. We talking patches? Like what <laughs> Oh. There are a couple times we're like, hey man, what happened to your like a couple of people are like, hey man, like what happened to your sideburns? And I'm like, don't worry about that. Don't worry, <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that. Like they uh rest in peace sideburns, you know? Oh man. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm yep. Glad my brother my brother was like, Yeah, yeah. My brother was like, Hey man. You're kind of looking like a Teletubby right now. I said, hey, man, you're, lucky you're my brother. <laughs> yep. Didn't ask him which one. Personally, would have leaned towards Tinky Winky or Poe, but, you know, didn't ask, didn't ask which one. Just left it at that. Those are my two favorite, too. <laughs> Poe was the best. Big, big time Poe fan. Big time Poe. Listen, we'll need a whole other podcast to talk about Teletubbies because I have questions. I have lots of questions. Yeah. I didn't, at the time, I accepted it all. And now, when I see clips, it's like, how was I not concerned about the baby son? Or The baby son? How, they ate the pancake, but the pancake always stayed the same size. How is that possible? I would love to eat a pancake and it stayed the exact same size after I took each bite. Like, a never-ending chocolate chip pancake. Oh my gosh, now I really want to have you back on for <laughs> oh my god quite <laughs> enough uh capital here to pull off a teletubby episode but you know maybe <gasps> oh and my dog see that's what i'm saying it's all about the pancake i'm telling you your dog is definitely concerned about the pancake just like yeah yeah that's when he he started getting bothered um <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe once I build up enough of a following in like a couple years, then we then people might be ready for the Teletubbies. Listen, have your people contact my people. We can talk extreme Teletubbies. I could go on about this for hours, so I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect. I'll, I'll I'll put them in touch. <laughs> um, any parting words or thoughts about, I guess, what the last two years of meant to you or taught you or anything so we don't end on the note of Teletubbies? <laughs> just honestly, just heartwarming, special, incredible. I think like all of those things kind of wrapped into one. When you truly look at the journey, it, is it unlike anything we're ever going to see? For sure it is. You know, did it, 
did it have like its moments where, you know, things were a little bit different than what they're like at home? Of course. But I think like the, you couldn't have asked for a better kind of ending to it in terms of how we got to Toronto, how players, you know, embraced the city, you know, how they embraced this fan base and really how this fan base we welcomed us back um, into the city. And again, just very thankful to all of the amazing people that I work with who made this happen. Um, and then just obviously like on this journey in terms on a personal note, just growing the skill set and meeting people like yourself who I'd known for so long, like those are the relationships that are going to be so special forever because people like you are people that I've respected, you know, worked with and, and just had the ability to, to now get close with, like those are relationships that I cherish. Um, and honestly, like just, just grateful for all of it because like it, it definitely changed my life and impacted it in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that we finally met in person <laughs> instead of just. I too am not a bot. It's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're both real. <laughs> um, and it's been such a pleasure. A, catching up at All Star, but B, hearing all about your experience here. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. And for taking the time in such a insane week too no it was it was my honor and uh anytime anytime honestly it was uh it was awesome catching up with you at all star and uh, even more awesome doing this yeah i'll i'll take you up on that i mean you've got you've got the blue jays winning the world series so i guess we'll have to have you on after that going for the crown talk to me in october perfect <laughs> the cubs will not be there so i'll have time all right thank you so much man what an experience they've had over the last year and a half and i'm glad that you know the blue jays and ak have been able to take so much positivity from a situation that very easily could have gone the wrong way I'm absolutely serious about the fact that they should totally make a feature movie about this feature film. It's like, it's such the perfect underdog story. Oh, it would be so good. I, I bet you it will happen at some point. I don't have a timeline, but I bet you that it will happen and I will definitely go see it in theaters. I'm also really glad that we got on the subject of Teletubbies, which I definitely was not expecting coming into this. And it just brought up a lot of very strong opinions and uh, emotions that I didn't realize I had surrounding that show. So I only remember how we got on the topic, but so glad that it happened. Uh, this was such a fascinating episode to record i hope that you all enjoyed it as much as i enjoyed recording it and thanks so much again to ak for coming on and giving us a behind the scenes look into what it was like to work for the blue jays for this crazy past year and a half so Thank you all 
for tuning in. Thank you to Lawrence Holmes, our incredible producer, and the man responsible for House of L. Couldn't do this without you. And certainly couldn't do this without our incredible listeners. If you guys like this podcast, please tell your friends, family, pets, grandparents, great-grandparents, brothers, sisters, acquaintances. Also, if you get a chance, rate and review. Always appreciate those and... We'll see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.